1: Yes, Welcome in to Action Movie Rewind with Mackie and Judd, where every single week we do deep dives into some of the most popular action movies in American cinematic history. I don't want to limit it just to American cinematic history, because at some point we might even venture up. Maybe we'll do some foreign films with subtitles, Mm. Judd. We'll keep it under two hours. I'm busy those
0: weeks. Yeah, I'm busy those weeks. Subtitles, I'm Uh, out.
1: We do way too deep dives into some of the most prominent popular action movies of all time. And we have stumbled into Gone in 60 Seconds, boys, a remake of the 1974 original.
2: I did one not know. This one starring that. Nick. This is a remake? Mm-hmm.
1: This is a remake oh. of a 1974 original. Yeah.
2: I had no idea. I'm we'll just, just
1: letting you let you process, <laughs> yeah. process oh. this here. Huh. I think the original one had a $150,000 budget or something, just like no budget at all whatsoever. Uh, this one had a $90 million budget turned into $237 million at the box office. So the public loved this movie, at least in terms of spending money. The Rotten Tomatoes approval rating, not so much, 25%. <laughs> Here's the summary. Randall Memphis Reigns long ago abandoned his life of crime, but after an ominous visit from an old friend, he finds he has no choice but to return to what he does best, stealing cars. In order to save his brother's life, it all comes down to one night, 50 cars, and a contract for $200,000, which we'll get to. The Rotten Tomatoes Critics Consensus says, even though Oscar bearers Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, and Robert Duvall came on board for this project, the quality of Gone in 60 Seconds is disappointingly low. The plot line is nonsensical, and even the promised car chase scenes are boring. Uh, How does it sit with you guys before we get into our statements and everything else here? So, the, so here's the cast: Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Robert Duvall, Will Patton, Giovanni Ribisi, and several several others that you, I think, Master P was in this movie. Timothy Oliphant. Some other reckon, yep, some other recognizable faces. How does it sit with you that three former Oscar winners starred in this movie? Nicholas Cage, Angelina Jolie, and Robert Duvall.
0: Absolute cash grab is how it sits with me one of the biggest cash grabs of all time and by the way that being said i will preface this entire thing by saying this is the exact type of film i love to do in this format
1: okay like okay. it was
0: like like its faults are glorious mm-hmm. if it it's perfectly false.
1: false i might fight yeah. you on sorry that. okay Okay, some fun production notes here. This is another Jerry Bruckheimer produced classic. You can always tell a Bruckheimer movie some like quick cutting scenes, dimly lit, just a lot of a lot of music in the background and stuff, upbeat. Nicholas Cage did most of his own stunt driving for this film. He attended the Bondurant Driving School in Phoenix, Arizona. It's awesome. Uh, Willow Springs, another car driving school, and the Bobby Orr Stunt Driving School in preparation for this film. So you went to three different stunt and. Bobby Orr?
2: What was the last
1: one? O- o- R- e. oh. o- R- e. O-R-E.
2: Okay, yeah. John and I were about yeah. to get excited. Bobby Orr, the director <laughs> for the
1: Bruins, had a stunt
0: driving school? Okay. How, to,
1: how to dive your car across the crease and score yeah. an iconic goal. Uh, he liked the race car driving school <laughs> so much that he continued to pursue it as a hobby after shooting was completed for this movie.
0: Oh. Oh, so he's like cruising flying, cruising his own stunts. Everyone wanted to, wanted to do their own stunts.
1: So the way we format these action movie rewinds now that we've sort of rebirthed this franchise is we go around the room and give statements about the movie. We'll start with Judd. Statement number one.
0: Oh, God, there's so many statements here. There's so many things. This is just glorious. All right, I'll start with this one. The cops in this film suck. These are some of the worst cops I've ever, <laughs> right. and I know it's, it's really written in, but the, the fact is that at every turn, these are the most incompetent, at times short-staffed, at times not clear-thinking. Um, Sounds like a lot of normal cops. The the <laughs> wow. wow. That's a shot. The ability in the chase scenes of the cops to go so, sort of across between Smokey and the Bandit and the Dukes, where they're just, like, <laughs> arbitrarily crashing into things, and then it's like, well, we give up. He got away again. Um, yeah, that's my first My first statement is the ineptitude of the cops is truly incredible. It's not shocking, but I kept thinking, like, are the cops ever going to get a win here? And really, they didn't.
1: I love that you brought this up because yeah. the last note that I took for this movie, I'm just going to read it verbatim here. It's like I, I took a bunch of notes, obviously, and at the very end, I— I wrote, "How does the cop just let Nicolas Cage go?" <laughs> yeah, Nicolas Cage facilitated the theft of fifty high-end vehicles, mm-hmm. and at the end of the whole thing, he's just like, "Ah, yeah, it's a you're helping your brother. Just, you just, just run away before I change my mind." <laughs> what?
0: I, <laughs> well, you saved gun. my life. You saved my life. So you know what? Despite the fact that you and a cartel of well-known car thieves. Just basically destroyed 50 cars, chop shopped them. I don't know what. Yeah, that's cool. Like what is go ahead? What is the
1: point of your existence in that? And, and these guys worked for the I think the the Grand Theft Auto Bureau of yes, the police right. department right? They the, did. As, as Los Angeles, the LA.PD. Mm-hmm. And so these guys, for a living, they tracked down guys like Nicholas Cage, and Nicholas Cage is like the absolute, you know, prized fish in the sea to catch. And at the end, he's like, "Ah, oh, my career doesn't matter. My existence in this bureau is irrelevant. Just go." Just
0: he go. says, "I'll take care of it." The guy's dead. The bad guy, the the bad bad guy, is dead. And the cops like, "You we'll go. I'll take care paperwork." Of this. Yeah, don't
1: don't worry about it.
2: Well, it's funny because right. I, I had a cop statement too that I, that was I was going to say for the end, but now that we're on the vein, it's that it's that Timothy Oliphant is the perfect cop. Like he is he is typecast in so many roles where he is a detective or a cop. I don't know if you guys watched Deadwood on HBO, uh, but he was a prominent character in that. Uh, Justified on TNT, I believe. That was a long-running similar show. Uh, He's also had like little tiny cameos. like In Fargo, he played a cop uh, two seasons ago. In Star Wars Boba Fett, he basically played a cop. Hmm. He is the perfect typecast for a policeman. And I think, uh, judging by his IMDb page, because I was looking at it last night, this was kind of like the first one that led into all these cop roles because Deadwood was in like the early to mid-2000s. This came out in 99. Justified was like from 2010 to 2015. He is the perfect cop, perfect detective.
1: He's in so many things. He's one of those guys or depending on what you see, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy, but I can't pinpoint it. Oh, it's that. So I'm just going to go through his, his this, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but his IMDb list of movies starting in the, Mid-1990s. So he was in Scream 2. I definitely remember him Loved from some of these. Scream, scream 2. Mm-hmm. No Vacancy in 1999. I think it was a, a horror film of some kind. Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, rock Star in 2001. The Girl Next Door. Great movie. The Girl Next Door was a highly underrated, very good bad, movie. rom-com type yeah, movie in the early 2000s. One, yeah, and there's some other ones in here. But one of those guys like, yeah, what's he from again? I remember. It's very familiar. So, yeah. Okay. My first statement. There's so many places to go here. I'll I'll go here. Trying to steal 50 high-end cars in what amounted to be a 12-hour period doesn't seem worth the risk to save your idiot brother and or for a $200,000 reward. Like I just I don't Okay, so you're asking me around Los Angeles, by the way, which is not the easiest city to get around here, okay, to steal 50. And I'm not stealing Camrys and Jeeps here. I'm steal I have to track down high end Aston Martin's. I mean, look at that list. It's actually on the, there's a full list on the Wikipedia page for this movie of all the cars that were on that chalkboard. You can find them all. And they're only getting $200,000 for it. I don't know if you guys caught that part, but it was a $200,000 yep. reward yep. to steal all those cars. Yep,
0: mm-hmm. and save the life of... I might need a little more money or a little bit more time. I think if I'm a really bad guy, I just try and kill the bad guy and eliminate I got him. thoughts on that. Like, right? Yeah,
1: what, yeah, what, yeah, what's the... So, okay, so you're... Yeah, that's a great...
0: I'd rather kill him than... Because he's going to kill my brother.
1: Yep, so you... Okay, so you have to... To save your brother, and let's yep. take the money out of it. To save your brother, you have to either steal 50 cars in 12 hours with a crew that you put together in like a three-day period mm-hmm. or put together a crew, maybe it's the same crew, maybe it's a different crew, to take out the other bad guys. What would be easier? Wouldn't it just be to go take out the other bad guys?
0: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Easily.
2: <laughs> is
1: Easily. there a shorter version of this movie where you know 20 minutes and Nicolas Cage is like, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. I'm not stealing 50 cars in 12 hours. Let's we'll just go kill these guys.
0: <laughs> it was weird because mm-hmm. I, I just kept thinking it just doesn't seem worth the risk. At the end, he kills him. So if you had killed him at the start of the film, like like when he threatened you and your brother, and by the way, he had your brother in a car that they were going to smash, mm-hmm. and so like he was going to kill him. Like it, th- there was no question. So I think at that point, you've got a. Take on his crew, but anyway.
1: What if he just let your brother die and didn't go through with the 50 cars in 12 hours thing?
2: Neither of you have brothers either, right? Yeah, I mean, I I'm, an only, lo- I'm an only child, an only and, only and that's child. definitely an only child thing to say. I would my brother die it. if I was a Holy. big brother. I don't think I'd let my brother. My brother would probably move more hell on earth than I would. I think if it's your bigger brother, you probably yeah. don't try and save him. If it's your little brother, you yeah. might. yeah. <laughs> right?
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're... Big brother like, like he and, and he felt I mean, what if, those,
1: it's if it's a brother? if oh, it's a brother, you he's let dead. him die then he's dead Yep. okay
0: but the one thing about this film that did track was the storyline was that the cages character moved away because the mom said if you don't your brother's basically going to get into the same business that you did and he's like I don't want that and so it happened and I think he felt guilty. Like, that actually made some sense. There's a lot of things that didn't make sense, but that actually okay. made some
1: sense to me. Okay, can bring. I also ask, too, why 50... Do we ever find out why 50 cars? Why was it 50 cars? Why wasn't it 100 cars?
2: Uh, or 25 cars? I think because the... So, Raymond Collardi, who is, yeah, just... In a, in a statement, the one of the most uninspiring bad guys we've ever reviewed in, in this franchise. Yeah, it's not very good. All right. I agree with So, that. before I answer... Uh, first, I'll answer your question. So, he says in the early parts of the movie, like I promised this, you know, South American car Lord, I, yeah. for whatever reason, uh, like 50 cars. That's what and it was arbitrary. Phil, he just said like, I promised him 50 cars. If I don't deliver the 50 cards, then I lose his essential business account, uh, through this grand theft auto. But Raymond Colardi is outside of like threatening to crush dudes in cars. Nothing about this guy is terrifying. It'd be like if I was running a car mob, like he, he does nothing that scares you. Like, he's kind of into carpentry, which is super weird. In fact, on his Wikipedia page for this movie, Raymond Collardi is a ruthless and gruel gangster with a passion for carpentry. That's the first sentence on his Wikipedia well, page. But they try
0: and tie... With th- then at the end, then when Cage pursues him and he's got the p- the chair that Collardi has built, yeah. and he's like, don't, no, don't touch that. It's supposed to show you how weird the guy is. But here's the thing. That bad guy character is really non-essential because, like, the bad guy is supposed to be Cage and his crew, but you root for them. And then the good guys are supposed to be the cops, but you hope the cops lose. Like, it gets very—the Collardi character, to me, was a throw-in. Like, it's just a stereotypical—I bet you that guy was doing another film at the same time. Because he disappears for a long time, yeah, you're right, and it's so uninspired. I mean, that's a perfect word. Yeah,
2: yeah he probably goes like an hour without screen time from the from the from the first yeah. threat to when they actually give him the the last car. Absolutely.
1: Okay, I, I was trying to find this because I remember I was in some research last night. <clears throat> Excuse me, clear my throat here. I love how uh, I that. saw something about this. This actor's name is. Uh, hold on a second. This is this is worth it. So he's a British actor, obviously. And he said something. His name is Christopher uh Axliston. Yep. Christopher Xliston.
0: I looked him up. Yeah. So he
1: told he told some media platforms at some point in the last twenty years that he's not oh here it is. He admits he's not proud of his performance in the film. Is what he's apparently on the okay. record saying.
2: Self-awareness. Very important. Good for him. He's just, well, what? I could have <laughs> given more.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, he just uh he doesn't he, he he doesn't look back fondly at his performance in well, the movie. He has some, he has some regrets
2: about. He the should way that play the bad guy.
0: The entire film, the the entire I mean, the cast, cast. I mean, when he thinks about cast it, cast like the cast is regrets. pretty dang good. Like Scott really? Conn,
2: Angelina Jolie. No, it's great. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, like, huh? like it, there's some good actors there's, in this there's movie. Three act, there's three actors, three Oscar but, winners. But what yeah. Phil Redd yeah. is
0: exactly right. Yeah. Like for the star power, it's really not that. Like it's surprisingly <laughs> mailed in by too many of them.
1: <laughs> I thought. All right, all right. Back to Judd here.
0: Six, six All right, good. my next statement is this. The nonsense started early. So, like, at first, I'm like, okay, what was the first thing where, where like, this film w- was like, no way? And it, it was when Ravisi's character and his crew initially, before they get in trouble, they steal a car from, what, like a Porsche dealer, I think? It's something like that. High-end.
1: It was it a, uh, a Ferrari dealer or something? Yeah.
0: So anyway, he decides to go out the window of the dealership. So he's gonna gun it, because the guy who's with him is like, you're not gonna do do that, or you're not gonna do what I think you are. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and they go right through the plate class window. All right. The car is no damage. So like the car gets out <laughs> into the road. There's no grill. Like, I looked at the grill. Like, you can briefly see it. The car that lands in the road and drives away, like, the front end would be mangled. Like, you just went through a solid plate glass. And those cars are what? Like, fiberglass or something. It's not like they're big cars. Yeah, they're not a... That car was in perfect shape. And at that point, I said, oh, my God, this, this is going to be a film that has more unbelievable scenes. And you know what? It lived up to expectations. It absolutely that was, did.
1: That, that was one of the things that, you know, my OCD and anxiety was triggered a little bit just as the clock was counting down and they're trying to steal these 50 cars that, oh my God, he dinged the side view mirror. Oh man, they're going to have to repair that. I just kept thinking about, oh, there's a neck and a scratch. I don't know if they're going to accept this one scratch. in the condition that it's in.
0: That poor Mustang <laughs> would have fallen apart by the end of the chase. <laughs>
1: Okay, my real quick here. My next statement cuz it's it's in line with everything we're talking about here. The timeline doesn't seem realistic. <laughs> so <laughs> I So 41 hours left. Yep. And they start looking at the list of 50 cars for the first time. They put it up, they got they got the list, they got the chalkboard, everything. Mm-hmm. So for, 41 hours until <laughs> they have to have 50 cars stolen and they now have the list of cars they need to steal. And Nicolas Cage, they start doing research. Nicolas Cage goes into a dealership at one point. Uh, so they have to finalize a list of addresses. They have to they hack into. By the way, they almost just dismissed Nicolas Cage's brother came and said, hey, I got a crew of guys. I'd love to help you with this. It's my life on the line. Nicolas yeah. Cage is like, you need to back off. We, we, You've already screwed enough things up here. We got you covered, right? Well, then they lean on his friend, who's the computer hacker guy, To get into the DMV database to get a bunch of addresses and stuff. Like, what would they have done without Computer Hacker (laughs) Guy? And this is Nicola. What was Nicolas Cage's plan to get a a full list of addresses and stuff? That's what I want to know. You're about to dismiss this dude. Oh, yeah. And he becomes an integral part of you getting the list of addresses. So they don't actually, so that, you know, they get the addresses and they have to go and scout out where these cars are to make sure. Okay. So this car is over here in this impound lot. These cars are in this little warehouse over here. They're doing all of this within, like, I don't know, a 24-hour period or less than that. 12-hour mark, they start stealing cars. Yep. And they wind up stealing 50 cars in, in 12 hours. At one point, there's no sense of urgency here, by the way, either, because at one point with a few hours left, Nicolas Cage starts trying to hook up with Angelina Jolie in one of the cars. Yep. Yeah, I was awesome. Like, oh, you know, yeah. we got, like, 12 cars to steal. It's just Let's yes. hook up over the dashboard here real quick. Yep. Uh, so I just have a lot of questions about the timeline for how this was pulled off in such so a short amount of time.
2: I thought the same things. They were just like dilly-dallying for mm-hmm. like when the 72 hours starts, right? Like you said, like it's around like 40 for the 41st hours when they finally start like, all right, what's their actual plan here? But yeah. I, I, I Which I did not. Know. I was like, <laughs> so they waited. X amount of hours where they're like, all right, so all right, here we go. We got 31 hours, and we're gonna steal this car. We have names for this car. We have keys for this. But I think to the point though of them waiting at the last second, especially with the 12 hour mark when they actually start stealing the cars, is if the probably the longer the car was like off the lot, the more likely the car would probably be tracked. Right? They explained so that. That, to that was probably yes, and yeah, that was their thought process of if they're gonna do it that way. That's why we're waiting so long. But I I, I would also think. He calls like a few guys. He has a like a whole, all that list of dudes where he's, he's he's calling his like buddies to try to figure out who to do it. And only two show up only like only the driver's ed dude. And the weird morgue guy are the ones that show up to help him. I thought more people would come out to help him outside of the henchmen.
1: Yeah. Another logistical question too. And I think I know part of the answer, but how do they get from car to car so quickly? So again, they have 12 hours to steal 50 cars. And at one point, Angelina Jolie was driving Nicolas Cage to right. a car, and then he would get in, and then she would presumably drive somewhere else. But like, they had multiple teams of of guys going out to steal cars. Mm-hmm. Did they have so? Did they have multiple sort of chauffeur drivers too? I think so. You
0: yeah, I think you go deliver a
1: car, and then the other car trails you. Like, yes. just the logistics of all of this seem very yes. difficult. And then, don't you have to stop for gas at some point? Think about yeah. how much driving you're doing in twelve hours. No. Not in this movie you probably now. have to stop at a gas station no. a few times. What if some of these cars are on empty? They're electronic. You stop at a gas station with a <laughs> the Ferrari, uh, stolen Ferrari.
0: <laughs> this might be no, it's not the most, but this is among the most implausible films. Just the
2: whole storyline. Okay. had so few things. All right, I have a statement ex- almost exactly on that. Okay, so I'm not I'm not a big disclaimer. I'm not a big car guy. Like, I, I've never been someone who gets just like, I have to go see a car, look out the engine at that six-cylinder, look how yeah, fast it goes it. zero to 60. I have a lot of friends who are super into cars, does absolutely nothing to me. When they give me crap for liking wrestling, I say, you like cars, okay? Like, we, we, we're allowed to kind of like what we, what we like here, all right? I, that, that Just a little disclaimer <laughs> a before I give the statement. But my statement is, I think you could convince me to steal some cars. I think if I think if it was the right guy like Nicolas Cage and we were stealing like some sweet fast cars and the plan wow. was and the plan was solid, I think you could convince me to steal some cars. They make it look so it's fun they look, they and look, sexy, exactly. and it's not. It like, looks it, it looks so much fun.
0: I think know, I could do it. Oh, no, you would. You pee your pants. <laughs> so would I. By the way, yeah. but yes, I thought the same thing. Like they're like going through. It's like ah, oh, we're stealing some cars, and it's all fun and games. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> But anyway, so, I, so, so you can. I like, know what you're do
1: you have a type of car that you would potentially look to steal, or is it just more the thrill of <laughs> stealing a, funny, a car? So I, and doing something. I, I brought dangerous? this
2: up yesterday when I was watching it, and the girl, the gal goes, "Can you even can you drive a stick shift?" Which I can't. I can't. I've never driven a stick shift. Before. I was like, "No." I was like, well, then you cannot steal these cars. She's like right. probably at least sixty to seventy percent of them are stick shift cars. I so yeah. can't even drive a manual. But if it's an automatic and there's a nice plan involved, I think I can steal the car. I can't
1: if, if, if a if it's either. a If it's a RAV4. Yeah, if it's a RAV4. And, it, and, yep. and the gas tank Just is full. Standard yep.
2: edition. Yep. Full gas. <laughs> and you sign it out. Four wheel drive. Like a rental car. It, could it, could like be automatic? Away. You know, I don't want to leave it on. And then the battery drains. Like, I I, I think I could do it. Stick shifts, man. I can't drive them. No. <laughs> can you fill?
1: Uh so it's funny, I actually learned how to drive for the first time in my dad's stick shift. He had
0: a Don like it. an
1: early nineties Corolla stick shift or something. And so yep. he took me out when I was fifteen years old, just out in parking lots and stuff. But I took my driver's test with an automatic and then never looked back. So I literally <laughs> haven't driven a stick shift since I was fifteen years old. Good for you. <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> Good for you. All right, uh back to Judd statements here.
0: Okay, my next statement is this one. There are no consequences. I do believe this film will top our list of zero. The only consequence is the computer guy, I think, when they're stealing the car. Uh, it's like a four by four or something. Anyway, he gets shot by the cop who's trying to stop him, right? Mm-hmm. But he's fine. And like the R- 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 VC's character and the, the older guy from the crew go and wait for him at the hospital. Now, they just stole a car and he just got shot by a cop. But nobody, like, investigates about why a guy who has a bullet from a cop in him, he, he's going to be fine. There are no consequences for anybody. <laughs> At the end of the film, they're all, like, enjoying a barbecue, and dude who don't talk starts talking. Um, it, I mean, zero consequences. Nobody dies. One guy gets hurt. No one is, no one is arrested this is the least consequences that I think that we have seen in a film maybe ever.
1: Yeah, the the cop who lets Nicolas Cage off the hook, I would I would assume that no one else knew that that happened, right? He, he'd yeah. just say, I don't know, I guess he got away.
0: But how about the dude that I got shot? He to like, he is in the hospital having a bullet, which is from the gun of a cop taken out of him, and the doctor just comes out, no questions. They don't call the cops. No, And they're, and why they're why just would you like, call the cops? your friend's going to be yeah. fine.
1: The guy's got to, you know the guy rolled up in some Ferrari or something and has a bullet hole. Why would you call the cops? You know, um, the other part of that scene right before he gets shot by what may have been a security guard with a gun. I don't okay. know if that, that was a cop either way. Like, is that allowed? Can you just pull a gun if you're a security? Guard? I wouldn't think a
0: security That's guard true. can just start shooting arbitrarily at a car, but what, Whatever.
1: But they made mention that they were lost in the neighborhood. They were just like lost in the burbs. And it really, it's not that long ago. That's only 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have GPS. They didn't have iPhones or anything. And they didn't have a working GPS in a car that was, you know, from the 90s. So, yeah, it's pretty easy to get lost in a strange suburb only 20 years ago. Now you just fire up your Apple Maps or whatever. When you've jacked a car, which, by
0: the way, you should have cased it so that that you would know exactly what the escape route is. Instead, they're just like. Strolling. Oh, that's what happens when,
1: when you procrastinate until 41 hours left to even get the list. Touché. You're not going to be fully prepared. You're just prepared.
0: driving through.
1: All right. My next statement is this movie signified the end of a glorious run of Nicolas Cage action movies and it's, dramas.
0: Is it the last one?
1: It's the last of this uh, magnitude. Yeah. Okay. He,
2: he did interesting. A lot more.
1: Yeah. Well, and we'll actually put a pin in that for a second. He's done a lot more. Since this movie came out, but this movie was the end of a five movie run. And there was a couple others sprinkled in here, but like the five big pillars from 1994 or five until 2000. The Rock leaving Las Vegas for which he won an Oscar. Yeah, that's a Con Air face off gone in 60 seconds to become one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. Think about that run. We've reviewed some of these on the old version of and we can we'll bring at least a couple of these back. We have not done face off yet because Judd protests the runtime. It's over two hours. We have to do face off at some point. Just it's a trust us, Judd. It's a <laughs> it's a movie that will absolutely fit this this format. Uh so mm. since then, Nicolas Cage has <laughs> he's been in thirteen straight to video movies since two thousand fourteen. I don't even know what straight to video means in the last I was say, 8 is years that
0: straight to uh, like straight to streaming platforms straight to stuff? DVD or,
1: yeah but he's been in 13 different straight to video movies since 2014 all right um here's another nugget about Nicolas Cage that I found interesting in February 2011 cage said that at a certain point in his career he realized that he had developed his own method of acting which he described as novu shamanic novu shamanic
0: okay is, is his explana- style of acting. is there an explanation of what the hell he's, that means?
1: He noted, at some point, I'll have to write a book about it. Cage later explained that he drew the inspiration for his acting style from the name of the book, The Way the Way of the Actor by Brian Bates, in which he read about the parallel between ancient shamans and thespians. Wow. But he's got his own... I mean, when you watch him act, it is a very, like, over-the-top and sarcastic and... You know he's not playing a real human he's playing like I always like thought it his a like, version of Yeah, his of speaking somebody. his
0: speaking style is very deliberate.
1: Yeah. But it's yeah, it's 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 a little over the top. I I guess I would just say he's a little over the top, but he calls it novu shamanic. All right. His huh. acting style.
2: Huh.
1: But uh what a run for Nicholas Cage. The rock leaving Las Vegas, Conair face off and gone in 60 seconds.
2: Mm. God. Uh, My next statement is, apparently this is a drinking game. This movie is a very prominent drinking game. Okay. There was a certain member in my household that wasn't me or the dog that said in college, they used to watch this movie a lot, and you had to take a drink every time either a car was named or one of the code names was was said. Oh, my God. They must have been blitzed. And they used to do it frequently. They would play this movie.
1: Eleanor was said 15 times
2: or yeah. something in this movie. Uh, apparently, this was a very prominent drinking game at an SEC school uh, that they used to play all the time. And then I tried to keep up. And by keeping up, I was just like taking a sip of beer every time I was told to take a drink. And then when I finished the beer in like eight minutes, I was like, okay, no, like I have to be <laughs> yeah. conscious for this film. That film. Like I have to take notes. I was like, no, this, this won't work. But apparently this is a prominent drinking game because wow. you could get absolutely blitzed with all the names uh, that are dropped in this movie.
1: That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I can
0: see that. you can see that for sure. All right, judge. Unappreciative punks. So the old crew is trying to save Nicholas cages, little brother's life. Right. And like, they're trying to get that entire crew that screwed up off the hook. And at every turn, these guys question him. What are you doing, old man? What's going on here? And like, Until the very end, there's like, no, hey, you know what? Thank you very much, because we might all die. Like, I thought that this young crew, while they did get, to your point, Phil, dismissed at one point early, I also thought that there was very little, like, okay, these guys are the architects of the crime life that we have tried to lead, and so we're going to, like, watch them and be appreciative, and instead, they're just sort of like, yeah, whatever. I found that to be because those kids were all going to basically die if this went wrong. Yes, yes. And they were just not appreciative. Was there here's another question, okay? We already
1: established that the main villain, the British uh, gangster guy, just wasn't really that no. menacing. How how wide was his network of enforcers? Like couldn't you just with how slick you are at stealing cars and evading police officers, right? Like you guys are professional car thieves couldn't they just go somewhere else? Like, couldn't they just like go to New York and live again? It just feels like, yes. Okay. If my options are steal 50 cars in 12 hours, yep. flee the state and just go hide somewhere else. um, Or take the fight to them and maybe kill them first. I don't know. It just feels like they chose the biggest mountain to climb. Could they just move to Dallas or something? <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Get out of town. Exactly right. Get out of town. No.
1: Oh man, it looks like we screwed this one up. Let's, uh, maybe let's move from Los Angeles. Yep. I don't know. Anyhow, um, my last statement I don't know about you guys, but, uh, I feel like America had an unhealthy obsession with glorifying reckless driving during this era. Yep. Oh, so here's God, a short yeah. list of the things, yes. movies and video games that were wildly popular in this like late 90s, early 2000s. Great period. call. Gone in 60 seconds. Fast and the Furious, Grand Theft Auto, the video game, came out. I think Amazing the first game. version came out in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Cruisin' USA, yep. and there was a couple other... Need for Speed.
2: ...games. Need for Speed was it's a big a great one. great game. Hot Pursuits, one mm-hmm. of my all-time favorites. Might be yep. my Mount Rushmore.
1: <laughs> we just... I don't know. I mean, we've always been obsessed with fast cars and driving and stuff, but I feel like in the late 90s, early 2000s, we hit a peak of movies and video games that we couldn't get enough
2: even in like the arcades that you went to like you were always trying to play the racing games at least i was trying Mm -hmm. to play the racing games and that this was at like the kind of the end of the peak of the arcade fandom because it was late 90s early 2000s but you know the arcades had also advanced a little bit and people were always yeah to your point trying to play cruising in the usa or or um or need for speed and stuff you're right it did kind of was a pop pop culture phenomenon of racing cars
1: I haven't seen a in USA game. They must have just... Well, first of all, I think people are just on their phones all the time entertaining themselves. Right. You needed ways to keep people in the bar for like an extra hour. And so Big Buck Hunter has kind of accomplished yeah, that. I don't one. know if I've seen a in USA in a bar in a long mm. time. Been a but long yeah, time. unhealthy. Unhealthy obsession.
0: So th- this became, sure. this came before Fast and Furious, right? This film was... Fast and Furious was a year or two, the first one was a year or two after I this think, one, is that
2: right? I think. I think it's Cause right like, before. this did
0: seem like a pretty poor man's version, ultimately, of the first one, which I actually thought was pretty entertaining. Yeah, the, first one, the first one's good. Oh, Fast and the
1: Furious, f- yeah. First, Yeah, Fast and Furious came out in 2001. Yeah. Okay. This came out right before it. A this year. was 2000. Because
0: this one has similarities, but Fast and Furious did, I thought, a far better job of trying to sell you a little bit. Plus, the driving in that is just outstanding. Yeah, in the Fast first and the Fast and Furious.
1: What's funny is actually Gone in sixty seconds. This is crazy. So Fast and the Furious obviously has become one of the most successful fr- movie franchises ever. Right. Gone in sixty seconds made more money at the box office than the original Fast and the Furious. By thirty million dollars. Well, but then cage. Fast and the Furious had staying power and sequels and all right. that stuff. So, all right. Any other statements from you guys before we get into the the two
0: rating categories? Yeah, I've got my last one. We didn't need it. The Angela Jolie Nicolas Cage love story Angelina was...
1: Angelina puts some Angelino. respect on
0: I don't care what her name is. It was a waste of time. Now, that does not mean her character didn't belong in the film. That was fine. You know, she's part of the crew. I liked that part. But the attempt at... It's, it's literally like they got done with the film and thought, well, we gotta write some type of love story, some type of sex scene, and they just, pardon the pun, shoved it in. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. i not sure why you had to phrase it that way, but... Uh, I said pardon the pun. I was not intending to offend.
1: I actually, I think, first of all, I think Nicholas Cage, Cage is such a weird guy. It's hard to see him like getting romantically involved with anyone in a movie, especially Angelina Jolie who was just like, one of the most beautiful actresses in the world at that time. But I kind of I wanted a little bit more. I wanted a well, little then bit you more of a love gotten, interest. Then you should have gotten
0: more. My point is what they gave you was not like not enough and it's like they forced it upon the film because they said, "Well, we have to do something."
1: Yeah, of course you do. You always need love interest in movies like no. this. What if it would have been, no, no. you know, just to to That's to great. put some more of a story arc behind his brother and and make him more of a sympathetic figure? What if he was secretly dating Angelina Jolie's character, the brother? Giovanni and movies. part of this was like they just she's recently pregnant and he can't die because you, you don't want the kid's father to die. Like, there's so many. Dude, ways there were they so many moving parts, too,
0: though. There were so many moving parts. This film, this film had like, why did the dog have to eat the Mercedes keys? That's kind
1: of a funny. It's little kinda funny. I kind of like that.
0: I didn't need it. Too many moving it's parts. Co-
1: it, no, because you need little conflicts that are gonna throw them off of their twelve hour. They had plenty of them fifty
0: out. cars. Yeah, but they had plenty. And to your point, they, they didn't exactly approach the uh, clock well. They they zimmed the clock. The clock they management the clock? was very Mike zimmer like good? yes. Okay. It was very z- zimmer like what they did in allowing the clock to run down too much.
1: Okay. All right. Are we good on statements here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Okay.
1: All right. Let's get to the two ranking categories here. The definitive bad guy rating, the criteria we're looking for, how iconic was the bad guy, how ruthless was the bad guy, how charismatic was the bad guy. All of that in a stew. We're looking for a 1 through 10 rating here. So far, in the reboot of Action Movie Rewind, Surfer Bodie from Point Break leads the pack with a 7.3 rating ahead of personal demons in Top Gun Maverick and Top Gun, the original, which both scored a one, because there really was no right actual bad guy or villain uh, in those movies. So, okay, so we're going to go with the British car-loving gangster oh, as God. the main villain here in Gone in 60 Seconds. Go ahead, Judd. Uh, we're looking for a one through ten score based on how iconic, ruthless, and charismatic this villain was.
0: One.
2: Barely in the film. He gets a one. Yeah, he's a one. This is a 1 out of 10. There, There's nothing about him that's freaky or bad or diabolical. And there's he's, no real character. Yeah. Like, he's, he's in it, then he's out of he's it, it then the, he's in it. He's in it, like, at the 10-minute mark. Yep. And then he's not in for, like, another hour and 15 minutes. And then he's, just like, making coffins, and he, like, dies. I, it's, it it's weird. He's in yeah. one.
1: Yeah, you know, I think you guys are being too hard on him. I think it's a 2, it's a okay. two for me, Okay, dog. You give him the
2: bit, yeah, right. okay, you give
0: so him the
1: <laughs> So that brings it to a 1.3 average score between the three of us. He is now the second the second uh, best villain, I guess, based on our rankings here, behind Surfer Bodie at 7.3. All right, now we're looking for a 1 through 10 rating just on the entertainment value of this movie. Top Gun Maverick, 9.3 for us. Top Gun The Original, 8.3. Point Break, 7.8.
0: Okay, just because, in my opinion, this was the perfect type of film for us to review, certainly does not make it a perfect film. And we do take films, we take the cinema in this segment very seriously. I'm going to give this a five. I'm going to give it a five. It, it, it was enjoyable in a funny way, but we certainly are going to watch and have watched films that are superior and really good. And this was not those things. Five.
2: It's a four. It's a four for me. I mean, the excitement with cars is kind of cool, as Phil pointed out, that I didn't really realize it was at the peak of, of that car nature uh, in society. But in general, I might might stop on this for a commercial or like a break if it was on TV. I might, yeah. but I, I'm not going to rewatch it. I'm not going to sit down and rewatch it start to finish, and I'm certainly not going to make it out of a drinking game. It's a four, it's a four for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I'm not going to change my score cuz it's the same as one of you guys. It's 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 not a movie that I'm going to stop and watch, you know, more than 30 seconds of, mm-hmm. probably not going to. So, it's a 5 for me. Uh, we'll definitely review worse movies than this, but oh, yeah. uh, this this belongs oh, yeah. nowhere near Top Gun. So, with that, it's a 4.7 average score putting it fourth behind Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun the original, and Point Break. So, there it is, boys. That is that is gone in 60 seconds here on Action Movie Reel.
0: Question Is this of the films in The Cage, heyday film that you just ran through, is this easily the worst? Uh, yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's even. So, The, the Rock. The Rock is great. Declan, did you, did you do The Rock with us, Declan? Yep. That was a like the first one I think I did with you guys. That was fantastic. What about Con Air? Did you do Con Air with us? No. Did not do Con Air. Have Wait. you ever seen Con Air?
0: Oh you'll you'd love Con Air. Oh
1: dude. Okay. Con Air is Okay, good. we're going to put that we're going to put that one high up on the list here.
0: Con Air was really good.
1: So, yeah, I would say without I don't want to give too much away for when we do Con Air, but yeah, this list of like this lead up to this. And this was one of the biggest box office successes. It just wasn't Sure. It's not on the level of Con Air Face-Off. Have you guys both seen Face-Off or never seen Face-Off? I've never seen Face-Off. I've face seen off.
0: Face-Off. I've never seen okay. Face-Off. pretty freaky.
1: And then Leaving Las Vegas is not an action movie. It's a, it's a, Actually, Elizabeth Shue is the co-star it's a in that movie. very
0: depressing film, mm-hmm. but it's
1: really good. But uh, it's it's Oscar-worthy. Absolutely. So, yeah, this was kind of, yeah, I, I think this kind of led to a, a little bit of a down spell for <laughs> Nicolas Cage. So with that, we're looking for, and we're going to bring back quite a few movies that we've reviewed, you know, two-plus years ago, Mm -hmm. but I found one that we have not done yet. All right. It's a mid-'90s classic with a star-studded cast Mm -hmm. with an unorthodox villain. The movie
2: is Twister. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, God. I saw it in the theater.
2: Yes. I ran this at Blockbuster so many times. (laughs)
0: Little Helen Hunt. Bill Pullman, right? Uh, Paxton. Paxton. Bill Paxton. Thank you. Bill Paxton, yep. Helen Hunt in so, her heyday. Uh, she was huge yep. at this time.
1: So let's get it. Twister for next week's action movie. Rewind, and then uh, we'll go from there. We're always taking your suggestions, too, so if you guys
0: have thoughts on movies we should <laughs> add to have the list, question, we'll I already have a question, too. I already have a question. I already have a question about this film. I don't okay. understand an early part. When the dad dies. To go back to when the dad uh, dies. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Think of how he dies. No, I'm not saying. it. I'm saying the dad the dad is a non-factor. Nobody cares well, about him. Well now, you made it a factor. The dad but I'm saying Are we
1: just are we just rolling into this? <laughs> yeah. as, as you review watch, right now, this, what no, what, I- what I'm
0: telling <laughs> you is as you watch this, I'm going to ask you a question next week. How exactly does this idiot die and I want you to tell me.
1: Okay. I'll make a note. I'm not telling <laughs> I'm not talking about how he dies. Idiot. All right, that is not action you, movie re- uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman also Philip in Twister Seymour too. Hoffman. Oh, he's great. It's a great IT. Academy Award winner, I think, IT. at some point. So, all right, anyhow. All right, thanks for hanging out with us here on Action Movie, everyone. See you guys.